Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. Where's he from? I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy! We're still here! We're still here! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're as tight as I am! Yeah! Thirteen forty, KDLM, the station you can count on. This is the KDLM Sports Wrap. Happy Taco John's Taco Tuesday, everybody! Don't forget ninety-nine cent hard shell beef tacos at Taco John's all day long today. Lots to get to. A uh, very roller coastery night for the University of Minnesota last night. Richard Pitino, no longer the head coach of the men's basketball team, is the. Uh, the, the top guys immediately beginning a nationwide search for his replacement. Patino let go after eight up and down roller coastery seasons. Maybe that's the the, the theme of of the sports rap today is, is just a, a, a roller coaster of emotions because you got Richard Patino being relieved of his duties last night. But at the same time, you've got the Gopher men's hockey team, another overtime game winner in the Big Ten tournament. To get to the championship game where they will face off against Bucky tonight. Gophers versus Badgers for the Big Ten Tournament title. Going to be a fun one. 7 o'clock puck drop. Pre-game starts at 6.30 tonight on KDLM. We'll talk about uh, the Gopher hockey game last night. We'll recap some Richard Pitino and also get to some to some high school scores last night. And uh, news that even before the playoffs have started, the Laker boys hockey season is over. Last night's game against Crookston canceled due to a COVID outbreak within the Laker hockey locker room. We'll also get to a uh, second half of the wrap. We'll talk to Minnesota Wild, the first time guest of the show, uh, and a first time for me also, Zeke Boyat from HockeyWilderness.com going to join the second half of the wrap. It'll be the, the first time I've ever interviewed another man named Zeke on the radio before, and I can't wait. But first, let's recap some high school scores from last night. Laker boys basketball and girls basketball both in action last night. Rewind time. And even though playoff seating was released already, one final regular season tune-up game, if you will, for both the boys and the girls basketball teams last night. Boys at home taking on Crosby Ironton and the girls on the road in Crosby taking on the Rangers. We'll start with the boys game last night. Laker boys ending the regular season on a high note. They beat CI last night 59-54 to in a big mid-state conference game. Laker boys now off until Friday when they will take on St. Cloud Apollo at home in the first round of the Section 8-3A tournament. Laker girls not so lucky last night. They fall in Crosby to the team that uh, began their season with an overtime loss. So bookend losses to CI to start the season and to end the season. Laker girls fall last night 76-58. to Back to boys basketball for a second. Looking at other scores from around the area 
Uh, their final tune-up game, Pequot Lakes beating Pillager 81-41. to Manoman Wabin, the Thunderbirds, camping off a perfect regular season with a win over Norman County East. Doolin hit it all 74-34. to DGF beats Barnesville 58-43. to And a couple playoff games last night as well with Section 8 two-way beginning their playoffs last night. Nine-seed Staples Motley defeats eight-seed Monaga 70-51. And Rozo knocking out Crookston, 8 over 9, 74 to 65. In girls' basketball action, of course, Lakers losing last night in Crosby, 76 58. Pequot Lakes beating Walker Hackensack Akeley, 63 to 54. And a couple of playoff games last night in Section 6A. Uh, Ada Borup surviving a scare against 10 seed Rothsay. Uh, Ada Borup, the 7 seed, beating Rothsay 68 to 60 in overtime last night. In Class 5A, Bertha Hewitt, uh, their season is over. They lose at Verndale, 8 over 9 seeds, 47 to 44. In 8 2 way, it was War Road over Bagley, 46 to 30. And in overtime, the Frazee Hornets knocked the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines out of the section tournament in overtime. Final score, 39-35. to In Laker boys hockey action last night, they were supposed to take on the Crookston Pirates in the final regular season game before the playoffs on Saturday. That game was canceled due to a COVID-19 outbreak within the Laker locker room. And the postseason over before it even really began. Confirmation during last night's school board meeting that there will be no postseason for Laker boys hockey. One coach and at least three players have tested positive for COVID-19 Laker boys hockey players all in quarantine until next Tuesday. Lakers end their season 9-8 and eight, as there's uh, going to be no postseason for Detroit Lakes Laker boys hockey. So all we have left at this point now, Laker girls basketball and Laker boys basketball. The Section 8-3A tournaments begin on Thursday at home. Laker girls taking on St. Cloud Tech. The boys take on St. Cloud Apollo on Friday. Both of those games will be on KDLM. You can find that full broadcast schedule online at KDLMradio.com. Gophers play it back onto the left point. There's a shot blocked, a rebound, they score! Sammy Walker in overtime. The Gophers are in the championship game. And the celebration goes on. Wow. Wow, indeed. Wally Shaver on the Gopher Radio Network last night. Deja vu all over again. One night after Sampo Ranta beat Michigan State in overtime last night, Captain Sammy Walker setting the Michigan Wolverines packing. Final score 3 to 2. Gophers trailed by two goals, got the equalizer in the third, and then overcame that deficit to beat Michigan. 3-2, to two, punching the program's ticket to its first Big Ten championship game since 2016. Captain Sammy Walker talked about that game-winning goal against the Wolverines last night. Reedy and McLaughlin were, were working all shift. I was kind of just hanging out by the goal. And then I saw Brinkman kind of start to, to shoot the puck from the point, so I spun off my guy. And then, I mean, it just went off the pad right to me, kind of one of the easier goals I've scored. Goalie Jack LaFontaine, brilliant again once again last night, beating his former team again. Season-high 35 saves on 37 shots for his NCAA leading 20th win. Up next, the border battle with a little uh, little bragging rights on the ground. The first time the Gophers are in the Big Ten title game since 2016. It's third ever trip to the Big Ten title game. They will face off against the Wisconsin Badgers tonight. Pre-game show at 6.30 
Puck drops at 7 o'clock tonight on KDLM. will be the first ever meeting between the Gophers and the Badgers in the Big Ten Tournament as uh, Minnesota will now have played every team in the league during postseason play. Now, as great as the Gopher win in men's hockey was last night, some more news breaking in Gopherland last night. They are looking for a new head coach for the men's basketball team. Uh, Athletic Director Mark Coyle announcing late last night the university has decided to part ways with head coach Richard Patino, he said in a statement, I recently met with Richard and told him we were moving in a different direction. Richard is a tremendous person and coach, and I want to thank him, Jill, and their family for their commitment to Minnesota. We wish them all the best in their next endeavor. Patino was here for eight seasons, compiling a 141 and 123 record and two NCAA tournament appearances in eight seasons. Uh, while his overall record was solid, uh, Patino posted a losing record in the Big Ten Conference in seven of the past eight seasons, including a 6-14 and 14 record this season. Although the Gophers scored victories against uh, a whole pile of top 10 teams, including Iowa, uh, Michigan, who is a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. They beat Ohio State in the regular season. They lost 11 of their final 14 games, including last Thursday's loss to Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. And that's not good. So the, the head coach vacancy open and the search begins immediately. Patino did interview over the weekend for the uh, the head coaching job at New Mexico and could be on his way to the Lobos. He's a, a front runner. If he gets the job, the university will be off the hook for a $1.75 million buyout in Patino's contract. But we're not worried about the New Mexico Lobos job. We're worried about what's coming, coming to the University of Minnesota. The front runner, it appears right now, is uh, Eric Musselman. He's now the head coach at Arkansas. His father coached the Gophers from 71 to 75. Musselman led the Razorbacks to a 22-6 and record in his first season, but he also carries a $5 million buyout. That number decreases to only 1.5 mil on May 1st, but it's unlikely the two sides will want to uh, wait on that decision that long. The Gophers could also tap into another lineage. Uh, San Diego State head coach Brian Dutcher whose father, Jim, followed Eric's father from 1975 to 1986, resigned after the Gopher rape scandal at, at uh, Wisconsin in 1986. Dutcher led the Aztecs to a 23-4 and record this season, and he has a $1 million buyout if he takes the head coaching position at Minnesota. I think it's like a $5 million buyout anywhere else, but if he's offered the head job at the U of M, that buyout is only, yeah, only one million dollars. So those are kind of the front runners because we love people who have been here before. We love the familiar names in Minnesota: Musselman, Dutcher. It's going to be one of those two guys. I would probably lean if if I was a betting man, I had to pick one of these two guys to be on the sidelines for the Gophers to start the twenty twenty one season next winter. My money would uh, would be on Brian Dutcher. Second half of the sports wrap. Here's what we got coming up. Zeke Boyad, he covers the wild for hockeywilderness.com. He's going to join us to talk about this little seven game home winning streak. The last two wins against Arizona, outscoring those guys eight to one. Wild have Arizona again tonight at the X. We'll preview the Colorado series and we'll talk goaltending, specifically the play of Capo Kakinen, which, as good as Kirill Kaprizov has been, I mean, Capo Kakinen has been equally important to the success of this team this year. We're talking to Zeke Boyat from HockeyWilderness.com next on The Wrap. 
I'm Kyle Montgomery with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Patriots kicked off the first unofficial day of free agency with a bang, dropping over $150 million on contracts for free agent linebacker Matthew Judon, tight end Johnny Smith, and receiver Nelson Aguilar, among others, and they weren't the only ones spending bread. The Bucks will bring back two key pieces of their Super Bowl title squad, agreeing to a four-year, $72 million contract with pass rusher Shaq Barrett and a one-year contract with Rob Gronkowski. Patrick Mahomes was terrorized by Barrett in the Super Bowl, but he'll have some new protection after KC agreed to an $80 million deal with ex-Patriots All-Pro guard Joe Tooney. Elsewhere, the Titans are adding ex-Steelers linebacker Bud Dupree, but will lose receiver Corey Davis to the Jets. New York also agreeing to a deal with ex-Bengal DN Carl Lawson, but since he locked down Saints All-Pro Trey Hendrickson to replace him. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. What's in-store right now at your local Staples? Your one-stop shop for shipping solutions. Staples has everything your business needs to ship, like packing materials, mailers, and UPS shipping services. And now, get 20% off UPS Express shipping services at Staples. Plus, buy two, get one free on decorative shipping supplies. Staples can even help you customize your shipping materials to create a memorable unboxing experience for customers. Staples, your total shipping solution. In-store only. Ends 4-3-21. Exclusions apply. While supplies last. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The NCAA Wrestling Championships begin on Thursday in St. Louis, running through Saturday night. Nine Gophers are qualified and ready to go. We'll hear from head coach Brandon Agam next. We are professionals. We are family and friends. We are volunteers. We are community partners. We are a team dedicated to helping you succeed. We help protect and serve America's businesses. When you need us, we're here to help. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. The Star Tribune Top 150 Workplace since 2018. Golden Gopher wrestling coach Brandon Agam says he's excited for his young team to take part in this week's national tournament. The biggest thing for these guys is to keep it simple. You know, there's 33 guys in a weight, and uh, to wrestle your best, you focus on the guy ahead of you. You just look at one guy. It's not a name. It's just a body. It's a man. You go out, you wrestle that individual. That's most important. You stay focused in that area. When they're competing, the biggest thing is it's hard not to focus on winning and losing. You know, it's hard not to, and that can be in the back of your mind, but you got to really surrender to that thought, and you got to put all of your energy into the one thing that you can control, and that's your effort. Focus on the things that really matter and the things that you have control, and that's effort, wrestling with energy. We talk about keeping it simple. Sometimes it's just wrestling the situation you're in, but when you keep it small like that and you stay disciplined and that's the way that you compete, then good things happen. Then the, the result and the idea of winning then come. But if you're focused on just, just getting your hand raised, that's when you see guys sometimes stumble. When guys are looking ahead and skip past the guy that's in front of them because they're looking at the second or third round, that's when you see guys stumble. But it's just about really controlling your nerves, understanding it's one match at a time. And um, if you do that, good things will happen. That's Gopher Wrestling Coach Brandon Agam, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. 
I'm Mike Grimm. I'm Dwayne Hopkins. I'm their general manager here for Kitchen Seed. I trust Poncho Vitivo because of proven performance year after year consistently. For 10 years, it's been the mainstay on our corn seed treatments. Poncho Vitivo is a seed treatment that we've found to be well worth the investment for both a financial aspect and plant protection. At the end of the day, Poncho Vitivo does the job we expect it to do. Poncho Votivo Seed Treatment. Trusted by the trusted. VASF. We create chemistry. Only read follow label directions. Cal Soderquist with your Wolves Minute. Well, it's a game day once again for the Timberwolves. They are out on the West Coast getting set for a late-night showdown with the defending champion L.A. Lakers. Minnesota coming off a 114-112 victory on Sunday over the Portland Trailblazers. The Wolves led by as many as 14 in the fourth quarter, only to see Portland rally as close as two. Big man Carl Anthony Towns said he was proud of his team's ability to execute down the stretch and not let the win slip away. Just keeping each other calm and, uh, you know, understanding we want people to play with their emotion and passion. You know, you can sense how mo- how much both teams wanted to win, especially us. But just scaling it down so it doesn't become just frantic and uh, uh, reckless aggression. But we did a great job as a team tonight. Yeah, the Wolves got some clutch defensive stops, a couple big buckets from rookie Anthony Edwards and Ricky Rubio, a perfect 8 of 8 from the free throw line in the game's final 30 seconds. Tonight's coverage from State Center begins at 9 o'clock central on the Timberwolves radio network. WeFest is coming back, y'all, August 5th through the 7th in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Catch headliners Florida Georgia Line, Dirk Bentley, Blake Shelton, plus Russell Dickerson, Lanco, Eli Young Band, and more. Special guest Kelly Pickler is your MC for this weekend of country music. WeFest returns to Sioux Pass Ranch August 5th through the 7th. Tickets and info at WeFest.com. See you there. It's time once again for Twins Minute. I'm Chris Atterbury. Well, Matt Shoemaker is new to the Minnesota Twins, and he's been impressive in a couple of spring starts already. He's certainly not new to Major League Baseball, and he's well aware of just how important it is for a team to get along. We call clubhouse chemistry. Harder to do when you're coming to a new club. Harder still when the pitchers and the position players are on separate sides of the complex, which means you have to take advantage of all the time you have together. If you're sitting next to a catcher, you talk to that catcher more. Um, you're talking to your infielders more. You're talking to about positioning. You're talking to your outfielders about how they hit, what, they, what their approach is. Um, just any little thing you can talk about to get better, and then let alone baseball, then you're talking about you know family life or home life, and we're all laughing, having a good time. So I think it's vital that... Um, we get together. Yeah, that's Matt Shoemaker, and oddly, as Taylor Rogers told us over the offseason, he felt being in the so-called bubble together actually, in many ways, brought the team even closer together than normal circumstances. This is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Anglers, set your hooks. J&K Marine, CI Sport, Brushmark Signs, and Laden Broadcasting bring you the 16th Annual Real Country Classic two-day fishing tournament May 21st and 22nd on Otter Teal Lake. First place payout of $3,000 per day. Additional cash payouts for top teams, biggest northern, and walleye contests, plus an additional two-day grand champion prize. Visit realcountry102.com for details and register. The 16th Annual Real Country Classic, May 21st to 22nd. Brought to you by Miracle Lumber and Quality Bait and Tackle. Here's your KDOM weatherology forecast. High temperatures working up into the upper 30s for today will have mostly cloudy skies. Then for tonight, cloudy conditions, a low of 27. For Wednesday, at least some partial sunshine there with highs up to 42 degrees. And then lots of sunshine on Thursday, highs in the upper 40s. 
for Friday, that stretch of sunny and mild weather looks to continue. Upper 40s, close to 50 degrees. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Taco John's Taco Tuesday. Ninety-nine cent hard shell beef tacos at Taco John's all day today. So we've had a, a lot of fun guests on the Sports Wrap before. We, we've talked to a, a lot of big personalities, a lot of, of 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 major personalities, but this is a kind of a unique opportunity for me. It's it's kind of like seeing a a, a unicorn in the woods. This is one Zeke interviewing. Another Zeke on the radio. Probably something that's never been done. We're joined by Zeke Boyat from HockeyWilderness.com. How are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk some Minnesota Wild Hockey. A seven-game home winning streak. They have another game against Arizona tonight. They've outscored the Coyotes 8-1 to these first two games. Uh, throwing that two-game sweep against first-place Vegas to start this homestand. And it appears the Wild are right back on track to where they were back when the, the big headline was Zach Parisi, a healthy scratch for not coming off the ice. I mean, it, It's fun to see the Wild back in the groove that they were on before. Yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right. I mean, obviously, the first two uh, away games in Vegas, especially that first one, was kind of tough, blowing the two-goal lead in the last about 10 minutes of the game. But, uh, no, they, they bounced right back, and uh, especially at home, where I think they've won, like, I think the last seven or eight uh, on home ice in a row now. And, uh, you know, obviously, the two games against Vegas are the most notable ones because, I mean, that's probably the best team in the division and obviously uh, the kind of top-tier Stanley Cup contender. So it was good to see them kind of just uh, – you know, bounce back from that first week, as you said, and just get the four points in there. And then obviously, uh, these last two games against the Coyotes, who, you know, are obviously not the same team as Vegas, but, you know, they're not, they're not terribly. They're just kind of an average team. So, but it's just like, no, it's just good to see them uh, taking care of business and winning the games that they should win and just kind of bouncing back here. Yeah, Cody is right at 512, 12 and 4, while improving to 17, 8 and 1. Uh, b- back when they, there was limited, moves in the offseason. I think Cam Talbot was the big move they made this offseason. Did anybody really expect this kind of play from this team this season? Well, I mean, I guess I don't know if people expected, you know, 17-8-1 right away. I mean, there was, you know, a lot of factors. I mean, last year, obviously, they, they, they were they were okay. They got better as their goaltending got better last year, and they made the playing round of the playoffs last summer, but I don't think anyone at this point really expected them to be right in the race for first place in their division because you know, as, as you said with the goaltending, they with Cam Talbot in and, you know, potentially any combination of him with either Capo Kakinen or now former wild player Alex Stalock. You know, mm. there was still some uncertainty about how good that would be. But, I mean, if you look at the Wilds goaltending from last season in 2019-2020, uh, you know, there was pretty much no way it could get worse and it could only pretty much get better from there. So, you know, in a way, I guess I was—I would personally was a little more optimistic than maybe some people were, but I don't—I definitely don't think that people thought they would be, you know, doing much more than just trying to scratch out a, one of the last couple playoff spots in their division. Yeah, goaltending has been huge for the Wild this season. Uh, moving moving from the the Dubnik Staylock combo they had last year, and and now you've got. Uh, Talbot and Kapokakinen. Uh, Staylock gone on waivers, like you mentioned. Anytime you can put a, a starting goaltender from last season on waivers and still be in a good spot is huge. Everyone's talking about how great uh, Kirill Kaprizov has been, uh, because he is, but Kapokakinen has been equally important to the success of this team so far. Oh, yeah, he definitely has. And I mean, I think, you know, obviously last year in the American Hockey League with the Iowa Wild, he was the. Uh, 
uh, voted as the AHL School of the Year, had a really good second-year pro uh, over North America there, and, you know, kind of got a little bit of a cup of coffee in the NHL where it looked pretty decent. But, you know, again, until the, the Staylock injury or health issues before the season, you know, he was kind of expected to start uh, down in the minors again. But then when, you know, when Staylock was unable to go, he was kind of just forced into action earlier. And with, you know, Cam Talbot having, you know, getting hurt in his second or third game. And then, you know, with the Wilds, the COVID shutdown there about a month ago, he's gotten, you know, an opportunity to play a lot more games. And I mean, obviously now I believe he's up to winning eight games in a row. So he's, uh, he's looked really good. He's just, you know, I think the biggest key about Kakinen is that just how calm he looks. Like he's not exactly the flashiest goaltender, doesn't make any like, you know, fantastic looking saves, but, you know, at the same time, one thing that I've learned, you know, kind of over the years now is that, you know, if a goalie's not always making these fantastic-looking glove saves, diving over, that, you know, that usually is a good thing in a way that it means they're, you know, always in position and always pretty calm and not, uh, you know, and just, you know, very good. We're talking to Zeke Boyad from HockeyWilderness.com. One guy I've been really impressed with this season has been Matt Zuccarello. I remember when the, the Wilds signed him to that contract, I th- I, the rumor is that when uh, when when Chuck Fletcher called uh, Bruce Boudreau to tell him that they were bringing in Matt's Zuccarello, uh, Boudreau said, "Well, okay, that's your decision," and hung up the phone. A, a big contract for a guy uh, didn't really have that great of a year last year, but man, th- this this Zuccarello Kaprizov Rask line may be one of the most explosive lines in Wild history. It's fun to watch. Yeah, no, and I mean, you know, who would have thought that we'd be saying that a year ago, right about now, about <laughs> yeah. now, but. Uh, but because, you know, I mean, even before this season, there was a lot of fans just who wanted to find any way possible to get rid of Buccarello. Because, I mean, you know, obviously his contract might not be great in two or three years with $6 million and the no-move clause. But, I mean, still, like you said, you know, at the time when he signed them, I was kind of indifferent. You know, it was a, it was an obvious kind of patch fix that the, the former GM was just was trying to do something to either, like, kind of, like, save his job or just give the team a boost. And, you know, for that reason. But, no, he's been... Very good, and I mean, obviously, he is more of a passer. I mean, look at his numbers. I believe I saw a tweet yesterday uh, from the NHL PR account that he is, I think it was, like fourth uh, in the league in a point since he uh, returned to play this year against in that game against LA about a month ago, behind guys just like you know Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle, and those those players in the league. So mm. he's obviously been very good. And then as you mentioned, uh, him on that second line with Kaprizov and Rask. I mean, I, I would you know it's obviously. You know, Brask, he's not ter- as bad as I think fans maybe, you know, once thought he was when he was traded for former fan favorite, you know, Niederreiter. But obviously he's kind of the passenger on that line. And, I mean, you can see their shifts in the offensive zone. Uh, Zuccarello and Kaprizov can, are basically just playing catch the whole time. I mean, making insane passes out of, in plays out of pretty much that you don't see coming. So, no, it's just been uh, very, very fun to see him rebound. And, I mean, obviously with three years left in that contract, it's good to see that he has a – Great chemistry with the team's best player, which has really just benefited not only them, but just, you know, the whole team in general, too. Yeah, and mainly, like you mentioned right there, Victor Rask. Let's talk about him on on that second line, a guy who was a disappointment coming in that trade uh, with Carolina for for fan favorite Nito Niederreiter, and how just, just, just... Surrounding other players with, with with players like what Matt Zuccarello can do, and of course with what Kirill Kaprizov has shown that he can do during the first twenty twenty five games of the season, uh, Victor Rask definitely a, a beneficiary of playing on that second line with two great players. 
Okay, no, you're you're definitely right. And I mean, you know, I guess like the thing about Rask is he's, you know, I think he's always been a fairly a pretty smart hockey player and has always had some skills. Because I mean, if you look back at his earlier in his career with Carolina, he had a 20 goal season and a couple like 45, 50 point years. So, and he was a former second round pick. So there is some skill there. And he obviously, when you watch him play with those guys, you can tell that he has you know, the brain and the, the hockey sense, you know, keep up with them and play at that same level. But, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, his skating still is something that holds him back at times from, you know, being a, a legitimate, true, like, top six forward. I mean, you know, obviously part of the, he's being played at this high up in the lineup because of the wild depth at center is not all that good. But, no, he's he's looked, you know, he's looked better than expected. I mean, I wouldn't say it's great, but he's filled that uh, role pretty nicely. And as I think it was uh, – Dean Evison was saying yesterday or at practice or after their last game against Arizona that, you know, he's while uh, Kaprizov and Skrull are down in the offensive zone, you know, making plays, taking chances, he's he's still involved in the play, but he's also uh, being that kind of a little more responsible defensively at center and kind of stand back to make sure that he's there in case they need someone back on D for, for a forward. So, no, it's just been a, really good to see him make himself into a useful player for this team this season. Big injury for the Wild last time out. Marcus Foligno uh, reportedly out for a couple of weeks, took a puck off the foot, was seen in a walking boot and crutches after the game. What's the latest on Moose's injury? Well, I mean, from what uh, was uh, kind of reported yesterday, uh, I think after practice from Dean Evison is that they don't uh, expect him to be back anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So obviously you could you know speculate that he might have you know hurt his ankle, his foot, or something like that. But uh, obviously, like you said, it didn't look good. You know, he couldn't walk off the ice on his on that one foot, and then as you also said, he left the rank and crutches and boot in a boot and crutches. So you know that's obviously a big loss because his that line with Yule uh, Eriksson and Jordan Greenway has not only been one of the NHL's best uh, shutdown lines this year, as it was kind of for last season, it's also been, you know, scoring at a pretty decent rate. I mean, obviously, Polino was on pace for a career offensively with 16 points in uh, 23 games. And obviously, the you know, the other two in uh, Greenway and Erickson have also had breakout years as young players. So, and I mean, and then also as well, everyone knows what uh, Foligno brings in the room as kind of a leader and also as, a, as that physical presence out there on the ice. So, no, it, it'll be a big loss. I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily going to like particularly hurt them too much because I think guys, you know, like Mark with Marcus Johansson coming back, he could fill in and perform well. You know, then you also have taxi squad players like uh, Kyle Rao, who is, who is hurt not right now, but also a guy like Luke Johnson or also a new call up Connor Dewar, who I think will fill that can fill that role admirably. But yeah, no, it's it's obviously not ideal because you know that line has surprisingly been one of their best offensive lines as well. Wild wrap up their homestand tonight, 7 o'clock puck drop against the Arizona Coyotes in the, the third straight game against this team. Uh, what are the keys to tonight's matchup? And, and, and looking ahead a little bit, we get to, uh, get to travel to Denver for the next game. Let's, let's start with the Arizona game. Uh, keys to beating the Coyotes for a third straight time tonight. Well, I think it's kind of similar to the last few games. I mean, I guess I haven't seen yet who they haven't announced yet who's starting goal for Coyotes. Obviously, a former Wild goalie Darcy Kemper is out, but... You know, depending on, you know, who's in goal, either Antti Ranta or Aiden Hill, I think it's just to continue to get the same kind of, you know, sort of constant offensive pressure, be hard on the forecheck, like the Wilds have kind of developed their game as, as more of a team that can, you know, score off the rush, create chances off the rush. And I think, 
you know, that that's just a key for them, not only tonight, but in every game is that if they can generate offense off the rush and just, and just be as responsible defensively as they uh, usually are, then I think they should be good against the Coyotes team that, you know, doesn't really have, they have a few good players and guys like Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz, but they're not a particularly explosive or dynamic offensive team. And if they can do those things, and if uh, I, I'm assuming Kapil Kakinen will get the start tonight after Talbot got the last two, and if he just continues to be solid, uh, then I think uh, the Wild will have no problem getting the win tonight. Looking into the next two, the Wild on the road for two games before coming back to the Exa Energy Center uh, for two games against Anaheim this weekend. On the road in Denver, taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, only a point behind the Wild in the standings. Wild have 35 points in second place. Avs at 34. What can we expect from the Avs during that, that two-game road trip? Well, I mean, obviously everyone knows uh, the Avs. They're, they're a high-powered kind of offensive team, really fast guy like Nathan McKinnon, who, you know, has, has a little bit of an inconsistent year so far. He's, he's dealt with some injuries and some other stuff, but he is still one of the very best players in the league. Just explosive skater, uh, you know, elite offensive talent. He's very good. And obviously other, the other guys like Miko Rantanen, Gabriel Landeskog, uh, Nazem Kadri, and Andre Burakovsky, who are also all very good offensive forces. And then even on their blue line, if you look, they got guys like Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Sam Girard, Bowen Byram, all these guys who, you know, are all very good, but, you know, also surprisingly still very young. So, you know, they're just a high-powered offensive team who, you know, frankly, I think they've been a little bit inconsistent to start the year. I think people expected them to be, I mean, now obviously they're just a couple points behind Vegas, so they're not really that far, but they've shown a little bit more inconsistency, especially in goal where uh, Philip Grubauer has been fine, but, you know, he's just okay, and then they're back up uh, Backup goaltending has not been all that great. So I think, uh, you know, the key for the Wild, as usual, is just, you know, they get this team while, you know, the Wild need to continue to play their offensive style that they're trying to implement, which is more off the rush and fast. They also need to be more sure against the Avs, obviously, to make sure that they're, you know, being a little more responsible defensively and not uh, taking as many unnecessary risks because it's against a Colorado team that can strike at uh, pretty much any time with the elite high-end skill and incredible depth that they have in the team. So, no, it'll be a, it'll be another uh, tough challenge for the Wild, but they've beaten them a couple times this year, so that uh, should be a very entertaining couple games to watch. Zeke, if someone wants to find your stuff online, where can they find you at? Oh, uh, You can find me, uh, all my writing and all my work at uh, HockeyWilderness.com, which is the SB Nation website that covers the Minnesota Wild. And then you can also find, uh, I have a, a Wild podcast with a couple friends uh, called Sound the Foghorn, which you can find at the links in my Twitter bio, and then obviously uh, you can find me on Twitter too as well, uh, at ZBWildNation underscore HW. Awesome. Sounds great, my friend. Great stuff. We'll, we'll chat again soon. Go Wild. You can hear Wild Hockey tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll pick up Wild Hockey in progress after Gopher Hockey. Have you, have you ever watched the Gopher Hockey team before we close? Real quick, Big Ten Championship game tonight. That's huge. Yeah, no, I watched a little bit. Uh, I'm not, the, I guess I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the biggest Gopher fan ever, but no, I, I did watch the last couple of games and, uh, yeah, no, it'll be a, should be a very fun game with a lot of high-skilled players uh, tonight against Minnesota and Wisconsin. So it should be a very fun game to watch. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. Sweet, dude. All right, thanks again to Zeke Boyad from HockeyWilderness.com for joining me on The Wrap today. If you want to go back and, and re-listen to the probably the first time one Zeke has interviewed another Zeke on the radio, you can go back and re-listen uh, momentarily online at kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And like we were talking about, it's a fun night of hockey in the state of Minnesota. We will have 
the men's hockey Big Ten championship game on KDLN tonight. 6.30 pregame show. Puck drop at 7 o'clock from South Bend. Gophers versus the Wisconsin Badgers for the Big Ten tournament championship tonight. And also Wild Hockey. We'll join that in progress after Gopher Hockey. Wild taking on the Arizona Coyotes tonight. On the West Coast, you've got the Timberwolves taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Wolves have won two of their last three games, and the one that they lost was a close one as well. Wolves basketball tipping off from the Staples Center at 9 o'clock tonight. You can find that full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. Well, I'm going to be gone for a couple days. Uh, after the show today, I'm uh, I'm headed down to Missouri for some golf. So Joel is going to step in for me for the next handful of days, and we've got a great lineup of guests for uh, for the sports wrap tomorrow, of course, a Wolves Wednesday with Cal Soderquist. Thursday, we've got Mike Grimm on the wrap to talk about uh, the the Gophers' search for a new men's basketball coach. With the news breaking late last night that Richard Pitino has been relieved of his duties. Friday, Kevin Fulness with the Minnesota Wild, and then Monday, of course, Keith Brake from Bison sixteen sixty to recap the Bison versus Fighting Hawks football game at the Fargo Dome at two thirty on Saturday. So fun, uh, fun couple guests. I'm gonna be sad that I'm gonna miss talking to my friends there, but also glad I'll be golfing. Uh, I'm, I'm planning to get like 120 holes in over the next four days. It's gonna be awesome. But except the weather, the weather where we're going is supposed to rain like Thursday and Friday. So I'll be golfing, but I'll be golfing miserably. You're in tune to KDLM Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Off the record with Zeke begins after CBS News.